This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the first ever episode of Crowd Sorcery, which is a new show I plan on doing every once in a while, probably a couple of times a month moving forward. And what I want to do is talk about all the coolest crowdfunding games that I have found that are about to come to a close. Yes, I'm about to list for you seven really crackerjack games. Some of them I played, some of them other contributors to the channel played, some I haven't played at all. I've just checked out the page and watched other people's videos. I think they are all very interesting, and all of them are going to be coming to a close within the next two weeks, so there's not much time to get on board with these crowdfunding games. And that's what this crowd sorcery show is all about. I'm going to be trying to be uh, in and out, going to get just get the uh, facts, ma'am, and And down in the show notes, there will be a link to every one of the either Kickstarter or GameFound pages so you can read up a little bit more about the games and see if they'd be right for you. Okay, sound good? Well then, if so, let's get going with the uh, first game on my list, Aeon's End Past and Future, which I've got to say, I love Aeon's End so much. I've been covering it ever since it came out a million years ago, and this latest iteration is going to be live until June 24th. So, Aeon's End is the best fantasy cooperative deck building game there is in the industry, bar none, Um, and there's so much content. What is in this new one? Well, two new storylines you can play through that tell the story Ages ago, before the uh, first Aeon's End, hundreds of years in the past, we find out where did the Nameless come from. Also, storyline stuff from the future as well. Very exciting. But more importantly, new bosses, new playable characters, and new concepts for how you buy stuff in the market. You can put cards on layaway that are too expensive for you to buy, and then your teammates can pay off the rest of it to get you the card, as an example. Um, Or cards can actually morph and change in the middle of a battle. Really, really cool ideas. Aeon's End has always been one of the best. And Aeon's End Past and Future, you've got a few more days to check it out, folks, on Kickstarter. And uh, you can check out my paid Kickstarter preview of it if you would like to know more. Alrighty, so that is the first one. What is up next, you might be asking? How about Fluffy Frontier. Now, this is one I have not played. I've just watched an excellent video that's on the Kickstarter page from uh, Edward Euler of Heavy Cardboard. This is a game about a bunch of um, international... Oh, uh, space agencies, you know, NASA and you know, the U.S. and Japan and other countries that are all working together to land a probe on Halley's Comet, a manned probe on Halley's Comet, Comet, and then get samples and do experiments. Here's the twist, though. It turns out all these space agencies, behind the scenes are run by cats. Uh, And so, this game has a really cute and quirky sense of humor with its presentation, but actually very serious gameplay. And what I'm really interested in, this is a real-time, not a real-time, it's a simultaneous action selection programming game where every round, everybody programs what they want, the one probe that we all share to do. Driving around on Haley's Comet, making discoveries, getting samples, and we all reveal at the same time what it's going to do. And so, I might have the perfect plan I programmed in until you mess my plan plan up. And so I have to anticipate where you're going. And the game gives you lots of tools to respond on the fly as the probe suddenly is on the west side of the uh, of the plateau instead of the east side. And what can I 
I do to fix that? It looks really clever. Uh, for higher player counts, there's a lot of trade. For lower player counts, I think it would work because you can really anticipate what your opponent's going to do. And I'm bummed. Only five days left. It closes on the 29th, and it is yet to fund. So definitely check out Fluffy Frontier. Okay, then let's move on to the Umbrella Academy the board game, which is on GameFound right now. And uh, this was another paid uh, uh, crowdfunding preview. Kimberly did great coverage of it. And this is a cooperative game based on the Umbrella Academy comic books. It looks really great. I love the Mike Mingola. Is that right? Uh, I think that's his art. And he's the writer, creator of the original series. I'm more familiar with the Netflix show, but this is more for the comic fans. But more importantly, it's for co-op fans who love the gameplay stylings of something like um, Pandemic, right? Uh, there's lots of fires. You're running all over the place, using special powers, working collaboratively, racing against the clock to save the day. This game does a few very interesting things, though. One is the fact that we're all part of a big dysfunctional family. And a lot of the cards we end up in our hands, because we drive everything with the cards in our hands, are um, basically family squabbles. It'll come up at the worst time that we have to deal with. But more, I, 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 that was where it pulled me in originally. I was really intrigued by that. But after I watched Kimberly's video, what's really intriguing about this is every time you set up the board, there are are random hotspots, problems you have to solve, but also opportunities that you can go and you know get reinforcements. And as you travel around the board, you're having to decide: Well, am I gonna am I gonna take a detour to get this bonus out of the library, or am I gonna go right to the moon and fight the problem that's up there? But what's even more interesting: after you clear those things out, there are basic powers that if you visit a place where you've already cleared out the problem, you become more powerful too. But then new problems will show up there. So imagine a game. Like pandemic where the board is incredibly dynamic constantly changing not just putting more cubes out but putting new story events and sometimes they're good sometimes they're bad and you're constantly adjusting on the fly to come up with the best overall strategy to win the day it seems very very clever i was really impressed by kim's video um and uh, it's you've got when is it closed this one is closing on june 29th so you've got a little bit more time to go check it out just over a week uh that is the umbrella academy the board game. Okay, let's go on to a game that is closing on the 30th of June, first in flight. And now, I have played this myself. I did a uh, Kickstarter preview for it, so you folks can check that out on my channel. But let me just tell you, oh my gosh, this is great. This is about the early days of aviation. Uh, it says, what if it wasn't Wilbur and Orville Wright who did that first flight at Kitty Hawk, uh, you know, the first motorized air flight for 36 meters? Um, what if it was one of the other famous early aviators who did it? Everybody gets their own real historical person, um, and there's a wide variety, lots of really cool representation in this game. The history of some of these people is so fascinating. I was really watching history come alive as I was playing it. But we are all racing to deck build a deck that represents our flying machine. And we're trying to tune it, you know, get the bugs out of it, um, you know, trying to play on our experience so that we can get more cards. And when we eventually launch test flights, it's a push your luck mini game where you can keep drawing more and more cards, but you know there's bad cards in there that can cause you to crash. And if you can actually do a test flight, even a short one without crashing, you get huge benefits. 
But if you do crash, there's a benefit as well, because that means you discovered the flaws and you can get them out of your deck so they won't bother you in future test flights. So the deck building is great. The push your luck is great. But then it's also a time track game and a really well implemented one. Probably the best implemented one I've seen since um, uh, uh, Glenn Moore. So that's fantastic too. Three great game mechanisms I absolutely love all coming together in a game just steeped in history, so full of information. I was very, very impressed by First in Flight. And you have until June 30th to check it out, folks, if you'd like to know more. Okay, then let's move on to the next one on July 1st. Uh, is it Septima or Septima is going to be shutting down? Now, this is another one that was covered on the channel, this time by Kimberly. She did a great Kickstarter paid preview for it. And this is from publisher Mind Clash Games. They are known for incredibly dense, heavy, complex uh, Euros. And this one is a dense, heavy, complex Euro about running your own witch's coven. And, um, you know, brewing potions healing people, um, you know, changing into animal familiars. So it's, it's very fantastical. But it also um, has more than a passing nod to real history because there are witch hunters. And every time you do really big bonus-laden activities and get really big turns, the witch hunters catch wind of it and start chasing you down. And so you always have this interesting tension. You want to do small, little inconsequential turns so the hunters aren't ca- ca- catching up with you. But uh, it's all about synergy. Septima is the the, the head witch in every round she's going to have specific activities that if you do those types of activities you'll get big bonuses because you're in sync with her and that's what draws the ire of the hunters but you can also be in sync with your fellow players because everybody every round picks one card and reveals them simultaneously so if I really want to do something big and I can anticipate what you're going to do then um, you know we can both get the bonuses and maybe that'll be bigger scare for you because you're closer to the winch hunters than I am so there's a lot of really interesting stuff going on it's a really good looking game like like all of Mind Clash games, they say that this is not as big and heavy and complex as previous Mind Clash games, but I don't know. Watch Kim's video for yourself, folks. I was very impressed. There's a lot going on. It's a big game, and it's already at half a million bucks raised, and you've got nine days left. It closes on July 1st. That's Septima. Or Septima. Okay, we're not done yet, though, folks. I've got two more to talk about. Also closing on July 1st is Skyrise, a game of auctioning and artistic egos. Kim covered this one for the channel as well. Um, I just made that video live this morning, and it is fantastic. This is a game set in a future, imagined future, where we live in the sky on floating islands with dirigibles, so it's kind of a steampunky thing. But humanity has reached its post-scarcity future. Everybody's needs are are met and now as a species we focus on artistic uh, endeavors and just everything is about increasing mankind's um, you know just the quality of life for everybody that's the setting I love that it's beautiful but put that aside oh my gosh this game is beautiful too and it's so smart this has got to be one of the most innovative auction games I have ever seen because we are bidding um, higher and higher you know in a standard oh you bid 12 I bid 15 you bid 23 I bid 62 whatever we are bidding to get the right to build buildings, um, you know, as odes to various and sundry artistic endeavors of mankind. And um, we don't just, oh, we'd go around and bid. The way we bid is we take our buildings that we want to build, we put them on the board in kind of a snake-like way. If you put your, um, if you put your building number 23 down, I can raise you by putting my building number 27 in the region next to yours. And then if you, if everybody else passes, it's my building that got built in that space. So there's 
there's this really interesting tension between, okay, when am I going to use my big, super valuable buildings that nobody can beat, but I might put them in a place where I don't actually want to build a building here because of the way the the snake auction, for lack of a better term, has evolved. Watch Kim's video, folks. It's quite unlike anything I've ever seen before. The closest I can think of is maybe a little bit kind of like Goa, but that's drafting, not auction. Such a smart game and a stunningly gorgeous game, too. Um, it's almost at 300,000, I mean, and with good reason. The gameplay is sharp. The presentation is amazing. It's from one of the designers as Jaipur, one of my favorite uh, two-player games of all time, and definitely worth checking out. You have until July 1st to check out Skyrise, everybody. And then we've got one more game to talk about. Bot Factory from um, Eagle Griffin Games and L- L- Vito Lasarda and Joao um, Martins. This game is all about uh, players working in a robot um, assembly factory. We're trying to build cute little cartoony robots. Um, And we are trying to grab the right pieces, assemble them together, while always um, trying to stay one step ahead of our manager named Sandra, who is activating certain worker placement spots, blocking them from us. And we are constantly just dipping all over the place in this very simple, straightforward, elegant worker placement game that ultimately leads to some very deep and interesting gameplay. What would you else would you expect from Vito Lasarda? Here's the deal though, folks. This kind of feels like a Vito Lasarda gateway game because if any of what I just said um, sounds familiar, it might be because you're a Lasarda fan who, like me, loves Autobahn. And this is basically kind of like an Autobahn um, made more streamlined and simple and new user friendly. It's got the same Kanban style worker placement. Um, you know, Kanban is in like the top 100 games of all time on Board Game Geek. So the idea of a Kanban that is gotten for a fraction of the price that can be played in a fraction of the time and can be introduced uh, to more players because it's a little bit more lightweight, a little bit more new user friendly and adorable as well. Man, this thing just looks fantastic to me. And it's going to be closing on a July 1st as well. So as of recording this, you have nine days to check it out. And folks, I'm really surprised. It has not hit its funding goal yet, and I'm not quite sure why. Everything about this looks great. Vito Lasarda, a more user-friendly, fast-playing version of one of his greatest games of all time. Many people consider Kanban his greatest game of all time. Amazing presentation with a rotating spinning board with a really cool way that you draft tiles. Cool silk-screened um, little robot meeples that you make. Everything about this game screams quality. It's even fairly low price, too, um, considering everything you get in this box, and yet it's struggling. Man, I haven't gotten a chance to play this. They didn't contact us to cover it. I definitely would have liked to, because I'm a huge Vito Lasarda fan, and my only problem with Vito's games is normally they're a bit too long and heavy for me and Jen. This seems like it was made for me, and it might be made for you folks. So I definitely suggest spending a few minutes, if you get a chance, checking out Bot Factory. Again, links are down in the show notes. And that's it, folks. The first episode of Crowd Sorcery in the bag. Let me know what you think. Uh, we should be back in a couple of weeks because there will be more games that we have to let you know about. Um, some that we've covered for the channel, some that um, are just really sparked our interest. So uh, be sure to subscribe so you won't miss us coming forward. And I want to say thank you very much for watching. Have a very, very nice day. Talk to you later. So long. Uh, bye bye